coming up. They lost their life because they had the nerve to come forward and tell us what was going on and who the guy that actually did the robbery. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In 2017, a Texas man named Joseph Colon Jr. was sentenced to death after being convicted on capital murder charges. There was a lot of emotion from inside the courthouse after the jury sentenced Joseph Colon Jr. to death, especially from his family members. Many of them were crying outside and inside the courthouse when they heard the news. This came seven years after Mary Goodman and her 16-year-old daughter Brianna were found murdered at their home in Beaumont, Texas. Earlier in court, pathologist Dr. Tommy Brown revealed that Mary Goodman was shot twice, once underneath her chin and the second time in the back of her head. He also says that Brianna was shot in her forehead and she also received a wound at the back of her head. But even after seven years, a trial, a conviction and a sentence, This case was still far from over. Well, a state appeals court has overturned the conviction of a Beaumont man who was on death row for the murder of a woman and her teenage daughter. Judges agreed that crucial DNA evidence was mishandled, and that led to false testimony during the 2017 trial of Joseph Colon Jr. Simona Barca joins us from 12 News in Beaumont, Texas. Simona, thanks for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the background of this case. What happened back in 2010? So back in 2010, Mary and her daughter, Brianna, Mary Goodman, um, Brianna was 16 years old. They were, or Mary, I should say, was a witness to a, a game room robbery here in Beaumont that Mr. Cologne had committed. And she came forward. She was one of the only, or I, think, I believe she was the only person to come forward to the authorities to tell them what she had seen. Um, and that's the only reason basically the authorities were able to press charges against Cologne. Jesus Tamayo with the Beaumont Police Department says he spoke to Mary Goodman last. He says they were talking about a game room robbery and says she was scared for her life after she said Joseph Cologne Jr. was involved. Detective Tamayo told Goodman she did not need to worry, but says he was shocked when he responded to a crime scene and saw her shot to death. He says he believes there was a connection between the robbery and shooting. And I believe in your reporting, what the DA said is essentially that Goodman did the right thing and was killed as a result. She was killed because she had the nerve to come forward about this robbery. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And she, you know, she had her her daughter killed in front of her because she had the nerve to come forward and tell the police what she had seen about the robbery. These were two witnesses. They lost their life because they had the nerve to come forward and tell us what was going on and who the guy that actually did the robbery. And so he executed our two witnesses. This is a case that 12 News has been covering for over a decade now. And back in 2017, when the case went to trial, the station looked back at Joseph Cologne's past. 12 News reporter Troy Kless digs deeper into Cologne's background. 
Joseph Cologne Jr. was indicted back in 2010 for allegedly killing Mary and Brianna Goodman and is currently facing capital murder charges in the Jefferson County Court right now. He was a member of the 1996 graduating class at Westbrook High School and his criminal history goes back to 1997. That was when in January he was arrested in Beaumont for possession of prohibited weapons. To those charges, he pled no contest. Then fast forward to 1999, where his case was adjudicated after he was charged with a felony second degree robbery. And then to 2002, he was sentenced to 13 years in state prison for a felony aggravated robbery. He met parole in 2009 and got out of prison. We also have coverage of the trial itself. Testimony is finished for the day, but earlier the courtroom was packed and family members of the defendant and of the victims were inside. And some even had to leave after disturbing images were shown for evidence, especially when Officer Chris Davis from the Beaumont Police Department showed the jury graphic images of Brianna and Mary Goodman with gunshot wounds lying on the ground dead. There were also pictures of bloodstains in a bathtub and on the wall wall in a bathroom. Other testimonies come from Officer Carl Hollier from Lamar University, who says a man ran up to him and told him that a man in a ski mask killed everyone in his home. Other officers from Beaumont Police and Lamar talked about responding to the scene. Prosecutors also showed footage of a white vehicle driving by the shooting scene and someone running away by Lamar Universities. Now, the prosecutors say they have enough evidence to prove that Cologne Jr. is guilty, but the defense attorneys say they believe there's more to the story and think that Mary Goodman was conspiring with Cologne Jr. in a robbery. And one of the most important witnesses at that trial was the boyfriend of Mary Goodman. Today, the boyfriend of a murder victim testified against the man on trial for capital murder. He recalls the day he encountered a man he identified as 38-year-old Joseph Cologne Jr., now on trial. Robert Fontenot said he loved Mary Goodman and was with her for 10 years. He says the day of the shooting, he was outside with Mary when a man in a black ski mask approached them. He says Mary called the man Joe and invited himself into their home. He then says when they went inside the home that they were talking about a robbery. He says a masked man was upset and told Mary she was putting her name out there and telling on him. Then he states the man pointed the gun at her daughter, Brianna, who was lying on the ground with her boyfriend, Roy Reed. He says he told Mary to run and went to his bedroom and jumped out the window. He then ran outside and saw a police officer and told him what happened. He later identified Joseph Cologne Jr. as a shooter in a suspect lineup. Now, the defense attorney did their cross-examination and said that he did not say the same statements in the police report that he did on the stand today. The testimony is finished for the day, but will resume tomorrow morning at 8.30 in the morning. Now, Simona, you weren't there for the trial. You've been covering this case more recently. But what was the outcome of that trial back in 2017? Yeah, that was basically a a one and done. They went to trial. Uh, The jury deliberated for two hours, came back with a guilty verdict. And then the DA, Bob Wortham, um, decided to pursue the death sentence. Um, And he said this was in his eight years of being a DA, this was the only case that he had decided to pursue the death sentence just because it was so so vicious, such a, you know, cold-blooded killing. This is the worst case that I've seen since I've been DA. 
as my eight years of sending as DA, this was the only case I had approved for a death penalty case because I don't really believe in the death penalty. But there are times when it's the only option. And in this case, it was the only option. You reported that it was DNA evidence that helped the state win their case in 2017. Tell us a little bit more about that. Right. So there was a, from what I remember, there was a blue towel at the crime scene with blood and Joseph Cologne's DNA on it. Um, and that's the evidence that kind of put him at the crime of this, at the scene of the crime and eventually helped convict him. And ultimately, that's pretty much the same evidence that overturned his conviction now, but 12 years later, um, when they found out that the lab, or the lab had found out that the evidence itself, the towel with the blood and the DNA evidence, had been left in an unrefrigerated cooler for 30 days. The Office of Capital and Forensic Grids released a statement saying, quote, when a lab analyst went to examine the evidence and collect DNA from it, he found that the cooler had been left unrefrigerated for 30 days, stored in conditions ripe for contamination and degradation. So Cologne appealed his conviction. His attorneys argued that there were these lab notes contradicting trial testimony that the DNA evidence had been properly maintained before the trial. And essentially that all of this not only potentially compromised that evidence, but could have affected the outcome of the trial, right? Yeah, uh, basically the the winning DNA evidence that they had at the 2017 trial that kind of made the case back then um, has been found to be mishandled. Um, they, it was, it was the way that the DA described it to me was that they they simply had to, it's something that they had to bring up in trial so the defense could have had an opportunity to use that as, as their defense, that this piece of towel with this DNA on it had been left in an unrefrigerated cooler for 30 days. Therefore, it could have been open to contamination, so on and so forth. The prosecution wasn't aware of that. Defense wasn't aware of that. So therefore, defense kind of got cheated out of that opportunity to use that as a defense. So now they're just kind of going back to square one. So they have that opportunity to use that as a defense if they decide to go to trial again. And again, to clarify, as things stand right now, Cologne's conviction has been overturned. It has been overturned. Um, They will have to retrial or settle for a plea deal. Um, But as of now, Joseph Cologne is still in prison. Everything's starting at the beginning. We'll have to prove up every fact, even the fact that it occurred in Jefferson County. We have to prove up every single fact that is in the indictment. What have you heard? How have family members of Mary Goodman and her daughter, Brianna, reacted to news of this decision that Cologne's conviction has been overturned? They're exhausted. Um, they're exhausted and angry. And I think that's that's a fair reaction to this. You know, I mean, it's been, first they had to wait seven years for the trial to to get what they thought was the end of it. That was justice. You know, they were like, okay, he's he's got a death penalty this is it. Um, and then now another, what is it, five years later, is it's just going back to square one. They have to relive. If they go to trial again, they have to relive the whole trauma of another trial. So they're just, they're angry and they're exhausted and they just... They thought they were putting it behind them, and now they got to relive it again. The DA tells me they intend to seek the death penalty again this time around. They tell me they don't expect a change in verdict, but there could be a different punishment. Simona Barca with 12 News in Beaumont, Texas. We'll be keeping an eye on your reporting. Thanks for sharing the story. Thanks so much. 
and thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new episode every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. If you're looking for something else to listen to, you can find a list of all of our shows at vaultstudios.com or search for Vault Studios in your podcast app. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. <laughs>